Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Without Context podcast. We are joined by the usual hosts. We have Rift Duck, Anxiety Lasagna, Degavolti, and Skybreaker. And as you, if you've watched the previous two episodes, I am Sharky Hat. And we're still kind of figuring out this podcast. Uh, but I guess the way that we can sum it up is this is just a podcast about our favorite hobbies. Whether it be and if you games, D and D, entertainment, anything like that, just whatever we feel like talking about this week. Right, and if you haven't watched the previous two episodes, shame on you. So aggressive. <laughs> also, who starts on episode three? Like, like what's there's wrong? One and Go two. Back. Go. Go. They're back. they're really <laughs> good. Honestly, <laughs> the reason we did this intro where I introduced anybody is because we told you who we were in the pe- previous two. It's continuity. You have to go back and watch the first two movies <laughs> before you understand what's going on in the third. Who starts MCU on Infinity War? Like, what's wrong with you? Go. <laughs> but, uh... So, oh, it's, uh, today's Haley episode... Dissociate. Yeah, Haley Dissociated there for a second. <laughs> I was thinking about Infinity War. Oh, no. That's usually what happens. Just... <laughs> so, we've covered, uh... Two out of pretty much the three topics that I think we set out when we started this podcast. Uh, we talked about D&D in episode one. We've talked about some video games in episode two. And now we're going to talk about some uh, pop culture and entertainment. Uh, to my recollection, because I don't have the Discord chat in front of me. Uh, the episode for today, we're going to talk about our favorite cartoons growing up that we feel are maybe under the radar, a little underappreciated. And just kind of shows that, like, we feel never really got their due. So, I'm going to take over, so we're going to do this different. We're going to start from Decca at the top. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, who here likes street sharks? Oh, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> is- it's like, Decca, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> she has a shark and you're literally sharky hat. The name. <laughs> and uh, she, yeah, so, she, she has the Ikea shark. <laughs> his name is Ike. Ike. Ike from Ikea. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, so for those of you who don't know, Street Sharks was a, a an animated series that ran from 1984 to 1997 as part of, oh god, uh, Bobot's Amazing Adventures programming block, if anyone remembers that from way back in the day. Dude, I was um, like six. I didn't know. I didn't know animation companies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the concept of Street Sharks is uh, a professor named Dr. Robert Bolton and his partner, Dr. Luther Paradigm, made a machine called, this very 90s machine called a Gene Slammer. To be fair, Not though, a Gene sci- Splicer. To be fair, though, we need scientists to name their stuff more fun. Like, we need to start naming sure. pieces of technology more, you know, entertainingly. Because this is the MX620. Gene Slammer sounds so much better. Kind of tells you what it does there. Kind of tells you what it does. Just slam Gene Simmons right in the. No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, now he's going to sue us. We're going to continue here because I have a lot to say about this show. All right. So. Uh, the main characters in this are. Uh, the titular Street Sharks, uh, Ripster, Jab, Streaks, and Big Slamu. Uh, and they are they, yeah, uh, they're all. This is this is the this is. I don't get very nostalgic about animated shows, but Street Sharks is the one I do. I I remember I had uh, I can't remember which one was the blue one, um, but but. The blue tell one. You which one it wasn't. Yeah. It was not Big Slammer. <laughs> it was not. Um, but I had the big blue one. It was like there was like an action figure that was like that big, and it, the the mouth opened up really wide. Looking um, on wide enough, you could Google. jam another action figure in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm looking. I'm looking on Google, and I think you're thinking of Ripster. He's like the sol- He's like the great white, like the solid. Yeah. Blue, like, great yeah, white yeah. shark. Yeah. Um, the show looks so bad now. Looking at it, these it does. <laughs> um, there is also a character in this show named Moby Lick. 
I'm not making that up. Look it up. Because they didn't want to put the word dick in a children's show. Correct. Because yeah, lick is so much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I Mobile get a uh, Moby lick? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. You may not. Um, Fair enough. And I think um, it was just like in that that era of like 90s shows that like because you had like x-men and then you had pokemon when pokemon came out and then you had like the other major properties but then you also had the ones that are just anthropomorphic animals doing stuff like yeah, samurai a... pizza cats and all of that stuff yeah that's the point i want to touch on this is like definitely one of the shows that fell into like that five-year span trying to capitalize on like ninja turtles mm-hmm. where you had just all these different shows uh biker mice from mars you had Street yep. Shark. You had all these things about just anthropomorphic characters. Like, these can be like Ninja Turtles, right? If we make them cool. Yeah. And then it had Everyone... a toy line. So, this was actually one of the line. shows. I had a toy. This was one of the shows that was made to promote toys. Like, it wasn't the show was made and then toys were made. It was, hey, we're making these toys. We're going to make this show so people are interested. And somehow they got three years out of it. So, they, hey, props to them. They got a good one. Um, actually, after uh, after in 1996, uh, the Street Sharks were paired with another toy made for an animated show called the Dino Avengers, and the show was retitled Dino Avengers featuring Street Sharks. I don't know shit about Dino Avengers. Don't ask me about yeah, it. It's it's the same thing except it's dinosaurs. Like it's not shark. It's uh. According to the Wikipedia page, uh, it starred a Tyrannosaurus, a Triceratops, a Stegosaurus, and a Pterodon that were transformed into super warriors by an interdimensional criminal. So, yeah, that definitely life has goals, the... life uh, goals, honestly. That, that honestly fits into the whole, you know, TMNT kind of feel. Can I have my uh, face? Uh, no, absolutely not. Guess not. Um, I, I definitely fits into like the nineties, like what's cool sharks and dinosaurs, like, mm-hmm. like every nineties boy, wet dream. They yeah. weren't wrong. Uh, like, everybody, they everybody were. had a, everybody had a dinosaur a raccoon and give it a laser. There we go. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that show exists. And I was thinking, what's the one where it's like, the, I think they're like brothers. They're like the two brothers are cats and they have motorcycles. SWAT cats. That was my runner-up, but I could not think of the name of that show. Um, but yeah, Thanks. that just goes to show just the sheer volume of like shows in the '90s that were anthropomorphic animals, um, and wow. not all not all of them aged well. In fact, most of them did not. Talking all about of these this, were so... actually made to promote Battletoads. Yeah, <laughs> talking about this, so like this is definitely like when I was from the last episode when I was done playing Zombies Ate My Neighbors. These were the shows that I turned on. <laughs> like, oh, so yeah, we are crazy. like, we are firmly in the '90s at this point on the podcast. Saturday so we are morning. all '90s oh, children. See, the um, thing for me is, was like dinosaurs are sort of the big thing, but like the superior dinosaur show was clearly Transformers: Beast Wars. But oh, absolutely! <laughs> Do not tell Lux that. <laughs> right, we have a friend. Lux. We have a friend who will. Uh, who will talk about some beast swords. <laughs> they will die on this hill. They will die on this hill. Um, yeah, Street Sharks is just like one of those shows that I I remember this one vividly versus like uh, SWAT Cats that I didn't even remember the name of or like Ninja Turtles. Of course, everyone loved Ninja Turtles, so it was, it was a major property. Um, it was the, it was like the midpoint between those two where I can't remember the name of the show and uh, major property. It, Street Sharks is like right in the middle, and I think that's why I picked it. And, like, if you ask people nowadays, yeah, sure, everyone loves Street Sharks because the people who didn't like it don't know what it is. And they, right. don't, have a neg- they don't have a negative opinion on it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my pick. Any questions about it? No, I, I don't know. It's pretty... Yeah. Oh. You can go on. You can go on. I was making no, I was just saying, like, it's one of those shows that I, I never got into, but I just sort of watched because it was, like, on. Oh, because it's like ooh shiny colors, like it's like sharks. Who doesn't fucking love sharks? I'm a boy. Sharks are fucking awesome. Like shark <laughs> games on motorcycles. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. But, uh, uh, well, yeah. But I was looking at uh, your props, SWAT cats. That reminded me they were doing 
a reboot of that or like a revival to like actually finish the series. And I looked mm -hmm. it up and it was like, oh, they're just having a network. They're having a hard time finding a network to commit to bringing it back. So no. it's like they're still hoping it's like we're going to make it. It's just we're trying to find somebody who will actually let us put it on like their service. Have you triple A title? Have you triple A? But uh, put it on Disney Plus. Jesus Christ. There's a memory for the Street Sharks and it wasn't even watching the show. It was my my old roommate brought home the complete series box set because he was just in a store and he saw it on the shelf it was like the last one it was just street sharks all three like seasons and he brought it home and it was like a, anybody want to watch street sharks with me and like all of us <laughs> like ran into the living room <laughs> to sit down and watch it's the bonobo movie night yeah just this, <laughs> the like seven me and like my six roommates just watching street sharks and we're like fuck this show is bad <laughs> <laughs> it did not age well uh, no, it did not. Oh, it's a good pick. It is a solid pick. Definitely, I would say it's definitely like a little underrated, but also yeah, I, because it didn't age well. Yeah, I, that's that's the thing. I don't think it was like severely underrated. I think people liked it enough to buy toys. I guess, and I, I think that's where you really gauge the ratings for these shows. Like, how many yeah, toys did that it? Was did just, it sell? That was just the thing. Like, is it selling a lot of toys? Yeah, we'll keep it going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so but uh yeah good pick so let's move on to Haley. oh god um so i went through i uh during the time where everyone was watching like cool 90s stuff i was watching like power rangers and ninja turtles because i was like basic as hell uh pokemon all that kind of stuff uh late 90s was like a big spongebob human because i'm real basic uh, yeah, and if... I went through a bunch of ones in my head of like, what were the shows that I watched when like something on Nickelodeon was on that I didn't like, or when like, and the first one that came to mind was Codename Kids Next Door. Yes, and one of my favorites. I I I don't know if it's underrated or not. I just loved that show and I like think... the idea of it. Go ahead. I think compared to other uh, Cartoon Network shows at the time, it definitely falls like lower on the list. I think, like, if you I ask, would... like, for classic, like, Cartoon Network shows, it'll be, like, Dexter, Powerpuff Girls, Ed, Ed, Eddie, Courage would be, like, your top four, like, all the time yeah, for most people. Like, I I got more into Cartoon Network during the, like, Grim Adventures of Bin Billy and Mandy. Yeah. Uh, was Foster's Home for Imaginary yes. Friends on yes, Cartoon Network? Yeah, absolutely. and Door, those were my shows, because, like, I also liked Chalk Zone on Nickelodeon. Which yes! <sighs> Fucking so no lie, Nickelodeon's doing their like Smash Brothers style fighting game. Oh yes, and I think that they confirmed that one of the characters from Chalk Zone is in it. So I was like, Everybody. oh, they're remembering the classics, <laughs> like yeah. the Booty patooty, but Conan Kids Next Door. I loved that show because. It seemed like in every other cartoon, like the girl character was like one of a few stereotypes. And all the girls in that show felt like there was like a little bit more to them than just like, oh, like I'll use Power Rangers, for example, like the boys got to be like red and blue. And then the girls were like yellow and pink. And I was like, I want to be the red one or I want to be whatever <laughs> one where like number three was kind of a like a ditz, but she was like could be badass when like she really needed to. And of course, the, the romance plot between number three and number four. Yum, yum, it, yum, had yum, good, really it had good. It had good. It had good care. It actually, and the thing is, like compared to other shows, it actually had like plots that continued going. Mm -hmm. Like most yes. stuff would be dropped after an episode, but like their romance, their like crush on each other, like kept going, and like they kept think, building off like previous episodes and other and stuff like, too. The characters aged. Like that was a huge factor of it. Where like it was heartbreaking when like a character you liked became a teenager and had to be decommissioned. That was like. I remember they did the episode where like people were getting decommissioned, and I was like hysterical. And I that was, was like, "The movie, I think, right? Like, yeah, something like that. So. Yeah, with the moon base and everything. Yeah, yeah they like did the full like movie where it like went to like full blown war between the kids next door like organization and the village. And the delightful children from down the lane were like hilarious and like 
acronyms. Like I thought oh. the acronym humor was really funny. The acronyms a, were perfect. They even made it a point to like introduce like the thing with the acronym and acronym. like and honestly like it expanded my vocabulary at times with that and i was able to like bond with my dad because i'd be like oh yeah and they have their two by four technology and he's like here's some real two by four technology and we'd go like <laughs> build stuff in the garage and it was just fun and not it didn't feel like like a brain rot kind of kid show so like my parents didn't really care when i watched it well my mom didn't care my dad didn't care what i did ever um but if I just, I don't know if it's underrated or not, but it's one of my top shows and I think about it all the time. I agree with you. I don't know if it's underrated, but it's definitely overshadowed by like the big like Johnny Bravo and like all the other like Cartoon Network classic, like Samurai Jack and stuff like that. But nice to look at. Like my main issue with a lot of the like classic uh, Cartoon Network shows, like Ed and Eddie and Courage specifically. I couldn't watch them because for me they were just ugly to look at and I understand that like the art style is part of the storytelling and like courage too scary for me (laughs) and and Eddie it was just the art style where I was just like the wiggly moving. and they were just mean I thought that I thought the mine is double d well I guess Eddie Eddie was very mean and I didn't like that he was mean to his friends and like mean to all the people in his neighborhood because like he had this neighborhood full of kids and there's no kids in my neighborhood. So I was like, why are you being mean to your friends? <laughs> I, I feel like on that show, I probably related the most to Jimmy, the one with Blank. <laughs> uh, so that's why I was always John. Johnny. Jimmy was the one with the big like brace like around his head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe, yeah, whichever one had the brace where it was just like he was just kind of like the like softer, the timid like, kid, the timid kid. That was, and Jimmy. I was just like, the if anyone harmed that child, I was enraged, even as a kid. I was like, and aside from like, Ke- aside from like Kevin, uh, Johnny was like the only one to like really go up against the Eds too in like episodes. And Rolf, Rolf would go Rolf, against them too. Rolf yeah. is an icon, though. <laughs> Rolf is an immigrant icon. I, say, I feel like I can't do an impression because I don't want to come off as insensitive. Because like Rolf is a king; he's an icon. I like... his insults, oh, unparalleled. Your gardens are overgrown, <laughs> and your vegetables are soft. You son of a shepherd. <laughs> Plus, he's isn't like... he like the voice actor for Goku? I mm-hmm. think so. Oh I think my God. He, I think he's Is the he voice really? actor for it's American Goku VO. and Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh but to be fair, though, it's like that. it's the same mentality. Like, right. And I think Rolf is the only one in the show to actually like throw hands with almost everybody and win the three shot beating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rolf. Rolf. I would not want to face Rolf. Like Rolf threw hands. <laughs> like yeah. he was. It was on site most of the time ready. too. But yeah, have we? Did we all watch Coding Kids Next Door? I did. Yeah, yeah. Was, I did. I, was, I my favorite operative, like number three. I I feel like I really I love her. To number three, because like she was a little bit more like softer and girlier, and like that was something I didn't allow myself to be as a kid. Because I was like, no, I I hang out with the boys. Girls stuff's dumb. Meanwhile, I had like Barbie games on my computer like barbie horse riding adventure all day every day and i <laughs> just be like i'm like see she can do girly stuff and it's still like a secret agent and that was the coolest and i thought yeah. number four was great because i stand number three see i had guys? that i had that but the exact opposite like wallaby amazing loved him number four was great Absolutely had a crush on number three as a kid. <laughs> how it goes. That's valid. That's valid. Um, I think my favorite operative was I I'm gonna say number one. I just I, I appreciate Nigel a good Uno. leader. Number one. I too appreciate kid I too appreciate Kid Picard. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got the red shirt, red and, shirt everything. and everything. Sharky wore the wrong shirt, but he's actually working towards a Nigel Uno cosplay. He's got the hair down already. <laughs> That's fair. I was a uh, Nigel I was... Uno after he's just decommissioned. <laughs> oh, heartbreak. If, yeah, you're listening right? on, if you're only listening to us on Spotify, by the way, I did shave my head between episodes one and two. So <laughs> they've made it a point to do the SpongeBob bald, bald, bald. 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 <laughs> my eyes! 
I was a I was a number two kind of guy. I I was a Hoagie Gilligan Jr. Like <laughs> I because he was he was like the tech guy, and I thought the tech guy was always cool. He was like the Q, you know. He made the fun acronyms. He made like the the rocket launchers or whatever. So I thought he was cool, and I liked his like hat like aviation hat goggles kind of like whole thing he was going on i thought it was cool as hell but yeah number two was my 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 dude i learned about speaking in like the third part like the third person perspective from code name kiss next door because (laughs) number five always speaks in the third person (laughs) i love number five too though she was fantastic abigail lincoln I, this is how I know you guys love the show because you remember the names. I don't remember the names. <laughs> I remember the characters. I don't remember their numbers or their names though. Like I can tell you, like uh, the sh- short Australian kid, the yep. Wallaby. Yeah, the fact kid with the aviation glasses. Like I can tell you, like who they are. I just can't tell you like numbers <laughs> or names because I don't remember that much about it. But so like. Uh. I thought it was clever. Like later in life, I realized that the person who was in charge of decommissioning was number eighty-six. Oh, yeah. There was like little jokes yep. like that. That's uh, funny. Thrown in. And then, I mean, spoilers for I think like the last one of the Codename Kids Next Door movies. If there's more than one, it's spoilers they... at this point. I'm just <laughs> trying to be polite. It could <laughs> be. <laughs> When they revealed that like Nigel's dad used to be like a K and D operative, and that like uh, father that started, right? was like related to them in some way, like his dad yeah. and father were. They like, were like brothers. brothers? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was, was the like... more serious one, and then the dad, his dad, made the kids next door to like. Yeah, he like made the kids. moon base. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I secretly, when I turned 13, was like, if I was in the kids next door, I would hope that I was one of the ones that, like, didn't have to be decommissioned, would, like, be cool to kids forever. Like, that was, I, I, I was, I was a weird How time kid, flies. and now I'm a weird adult. How time flies, indeed. But yeah, it's like, name kids next door. Like a if, banana. I gotta find out where, <laughs> if that's streaming anywhere, because now I just want to watch K&D. I might know a few websites. I'll show Any, you. Uh, anybody have any questions for Haley? Nah, that's think, it just brings think, back memories. Yep. It does. All right, let's... wait. Now, who was your favorite villain? The, the Dracula, oh the Dracula who spanked other kids on site. Like that oh man busted it. That <laughs> man. <laughs> we don't okay, talk about him. That man <laughs> broke into houses to spank <laughs> other people's kids. The man had no chill <laughs> <show> whatsoever. <laughs> I, uh, I that's illegal. The it was very illegal. From down the lane, I liked father because, like, I wanted to be a kids next door, but I feel like my family dynamic was more of the delightful children from down the lane. So, like, I wanted to be like when when they like become unevil for like a minute and they're really cool, and I was like, I I vibe with that. But I also liked the the lunch lady. Wasn't there like an evil? Lunch oh, lady? there was. Yeah, yeah. she no, was like grandma really bad. stuff in. That's what it was. That one. That whole musical number. That had a catchy song, and I'm all about that catchy music. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going through some of the villains now, and there was that that Dracula wannabe uh, broken, entered, and spanked children, and they were like, "Yeah, that's fine. We can put that on the show." (laughs) (laughs) He was a pedophile, right? Count Spanky is a vampire who spanks naughty children. I, a, they were never going to confirm, but I can only feel that it might have been a warning about pedophiles. I, mean, <laughs> I there don't was know. Also, two characters named Mr. Wink and Mr. Fib. Hey, you leave Mr. Yeah. Wink and Mr. Fib alone. I <laughs> we love don't talk them. about them. <laughs> With the lifeguard, Crazy, the adult slim one. Sticky oh. Beard, which I'm learning right Sticky now. Beard. Sticky Beard was voiced by Mark Hamill. Mm hmm. I can't remember, but I'm going to guess that at least one person in that show was voiced by Clancy Brown. Because I feel like every I, cartoon... Oh my god, it's so funny you brought up Clancy Brown, because I watched Thor Ragnarok yesterday, and fiance comes in, and it's right at the end when Surter's like, spoilers for Ragnarok, yeah. destroying Asgard, and I was like, Mr. Krebs, no! Yeah, like, he voices, he voices Surter. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, Connor, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> 
Okay, okay, okay. Did Troy him in any way? No, cool. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Clancy Brown. I had I've used that like Mr. Krabs no joke a lot. Like he's in uh, Shawshank Redemption, where yeah, he plays like the really terrible prison guard. And yep. we watched it as like a virtual social event during COVID at my school. Why would you and do he, it like, to yourself? Shoots that inmate, and I just put in the chat, Mr. Krabs, no. <laughs> I uh, I know about Clancy Brown from Highlander because he plays the uh, Kurgan. And he's mm. fighting uh, Christopher Lambert, who's playing a Scotsman, but I'm like 95% sure that man is, I want to say Belgian. He's definitely I can't, not Scottish. I can't, place his, I can't place his accent, but I know he's not Scottish. But uh, Clancy Brown plays like the seven foot tall, like ancient warrior immortal who's hunting him. But, uh, I don't see any Clancy Brown yet, but there's a lot of Tom Kenny... I a can imagine Top Kenny was being D. In Bradley show. Baker, a lot of Terry Bradley Strongs. Baker. Yeah, you have your Terry Strong makes a lot of sense. Three summers in there. A you lot. have your two um, thousands Cartoon Network like cast like yeah. on that show. Terry Strong was like all of t- Cartoon Network. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but Conan Kids Next Door. Cool. All right, let's move to uh, Charlie Duck. What you got? Uh so mine is absolutely a throwback to i don't know technically if it's like animated because it was like let's make a show with this mid 90s early 2000s really shitty 3d that we have can i take a guess it was it came out in 94 can i take a if you're with that if you're not talking about code leo who you're talking about reboot I've absolutely talked about reboot. <laughs> <laughs> there was like the three choices for shitty. God, when you said more, I was like, it's not Code Lyoko. I looked at that It's not Code Lyoko. No, it's a reboot. It tried. It tried. It tried. It was like, let's take all this PC terminology and let's make characters out of them, and like, let's make a plot for what's going on inside this computer, and we'll make it cool, and kids will want to be into technology. Oh, Haley, God. I, Haley, the, Haley I saw that face. Yeah, I saw that face. And I want to say, Reboot had to sink so 2000 CG could fly. <laughs> somebody I'm had sorry. to. Try, somebody wrong. had to try it. They had somebody to try had to take the L there. Runway, somebody, the like, first, the first studio had to take the L, so other studios could it, win. Yeah. Gives you, we don't. We gives don't you an idea that. that there was a different director for every season of Reboot. <laughs> Well, yeah, but they, they were just like, no, 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 we can save therapy. it. No, no, we can save it. It's okay. No, they probably were like, what are these hell monsters? So I now I want to see a therapist. They brought it back. One of the best things about Reboot, too, is I think it's it's season two or three uh, where they straight up were just like, yep, this isn't working. Didn't they the kill Reboot? We'll just redo it. <laughs> They just rebooted the whole show in the middle of the show. That's wild. They're like, we'll introduce timelines. Somebody dies. They come back to save themselves and other people. It's fine. It's fine. Timey-wimey bullshit. (laughs) Honestly. walked so the MCU could run. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) But yeah, they they straight up, uh, the, the main character, I think his name was Bob, if I remember right. And he was like this computer defender program. And it's like the end of season one, midway through season two or something. He just straight up dies to the villain. And so this like little kid that's there, that's like the love interest little brother, like lives through this hellscape timeline where the virus takes over the computer and then figures out a way to go back to the past and saves (laughs) Bob. But he's like missing an arm and an eye now. And is like straight up like a battle scarred veteran. It's just like, <laughs> what the hell just happened in the show? This is horrifying. <laughs> Alvin's like looking at the art of it. He's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, apparently, and I learned this by reading Wikipedia, like briefly while we're talking about this. Uh, there were two movies made in 2001 for reboot. Uh, and they ended the series on a cliffhanger because the creator hadn't gotten to a point for the ending he wanted, so he hasn't even revealed that ending anywhere yet. Just in case he ever gets the chance to remake it. Yeah, this man's like, fuck you, I'm gonna keep this going. 
<laughs> they did reboot the series back in 2018, and it was picked what? up by Netflix. What? So, I have not. <laughs> I have, right, I, go. I have not seen it. I've not seen it on Netflix though. That's like the issue I'm having. It's like this was rebooted and put on Netflix, and I was like, I have not seen it. Like, American oh, yeah. Netflix. It's called. It's a Canadian show. It's a Canadian show. So it was the first ten episodes were released in 2018 worldwide, except for Canada. What? Canada's <laughs> like no thanks. Canada must have done them so dirty. They were like, no more for you, Canada. Yeah. It's, it's just the only way. Like, listen, if you ever up. bring this hellscape back to life, we will personally hunt you down. It's just. It's they were just like, no, the, no, uh, it doesn't exist in Canada. Oh, yep, there it is. It's called Reboot: The Guardian Code. There's two seasons of it on Netflix. Oh, Love it. So wow, it's no live action. It's live action and CG. So can I just say, Canada did full. T'Challa, we don't do that here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but like, we have to talk about Canada like taking risks, right? Because oh, like, absolutely. reboot is a huge risk in the '90s. Doing CG graphics, huge risk, expensive. And then they, in the was... early 2000s, they did Code Lyoko too, because Code Lyoko is France. Uh, was it French? I thought it was French. It was a French, uh, it was a French animation. French. But okay. Canada did Total Drama Island the series. Right. Also a huge risk. Yeah. Yeah. I, show I did not realize how much they had to like edit those and like censor them for American audiences because they like talk about like explicit stuff. And I mean, I watched a little bit of 16 whenever it came out and I was just like, huh, it's just about teenagers at the mall. Didn't Canada give us like, yeah, this 16 year old literally peeping into dressing rooms, describing the woman to his friend? Like, doesn't hold up well. Maybe don't do that. Okay, don't do that, people who are listening. I was wondering, I was like, did Canada give us like one of the better shows? And it did. uh it gave us the forgotten Canada brought us the uh, forgotten classic straight out of Argentina, uh, Cyber Six. If anybody remembers that show, I got nothing. It's, you it's you a, lost me there, bud. Just it's cricket a cricket uh, sound bites, buddy. Yeah, it's <laughs> cricket sound bites. It was an uh, Argentinian uh, comic book series that they turned into like a short-lived uh, animated show. But uh, I forget what the actual like plot was. What's the Wikipedia say? It's pretty much Blade Runner. From what it sounds like, <laughs> it's somebody hunting uh, cyborgs and stuff like that. But I want to say it probably had the first character that was like. Let's see if this is. The only thing I know is like the char- the main character was I believe a yeah she was a woman who clearly is a woman like in her hero costume, but during the day she portrays herself as a male teacher during the day. I vaguely this was, remember this show. This was back in like 91, 93, so like that was way ahead of its time for that kind of yeah. you know, like concept on like a TV show. Um but, I thought I remembered this right. Reboot had to fail so that Beast Wars Transformers could work. Because that is correct. also a Canadian company. <laughs> that is right. That is a Canadian company. Yeah, it was. It all comes full circle. Run it. <laughs> For reboot. Oh god, I'm looking at like reboot art and it's just like uh, god. It's it's so bad. I I'm I'm good. <laughs> this is like Blender 1.0. <laughs> like, yeah, this is like it's underrated and it's going to stay that way for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Street Sharks. It just is... hasn't aged well. Not I think all. there is like a fandom for it still. Like I think there is still like a dedicated like fan base to it, especially with the revival, because people ha- wanted it for there to be a revival. Mm-hmm. So it's probably like more undersung than sure. appreciated for proper reasons. Yeah, for proper <laughs> reasons, it's does not look good. It... <laughs> oh, it looks bad. I do know. Do know there was a PS1 game made after it because I own it somewhere, and it was just as rough on PS1 graphics as it was being computer generated for a show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I 
think the only question anyone could possibly have at this point is why would you ever resurrect this? <laughs> there was an audience for it, and so they're going to pay their Netflix subs for it. Take that's... my fifteen dollars that I got from Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> that's where that's where your Patreon money is going, Sharky. Now, Netflix sub <laughs> straight to reboot. <laughs> um, I don't really have much to say about reboot. I didn't watch it because of the art style i remember that like specifically like every time that show came on i turned it off so it changed it to something I, I, else i also turned it off i was like this sucks give me that's, speed sharks again fair. that's absolutely fair yeah it's just uh but like seeing Wolf. this hard i'm like god looking <laughs> at it so if you haven't ever seen reboot if you're listening to this on a podcast Please go look up the art just so you can comment how bad it is and join us in this Jeez. hating of the art style. <laughs> it was a choice. It was a choice. And much like many of my life choices, it did not turn out well. <laughs> Damn. Well, Moving on look. from Reboot. If Charlie has nothing else to say, let's move on to Alvin. Alvin, let's um, bring to the table. Oh man, I had I had a couple things uh, on my mind. Code Lyoko was the first one that kind of like popped in, but um, and then I also had like Challenge Showdown was sort of one, yes. but I don't know if that one's super underrated. But I will talk about it because I love it. Um, one of the like it was a good show. It had a good premise. It was like mystical, you know, artifacts, and we gotta save the world from this evil mask spirit lady um i just thought it was what was the guy's name jack something right the bad guy uh, the thing is like yeah, i can like teenager that was possessed or something i confused it... two series because you're saying so like the artifacts for shallow showdown but my mind instantly brought up the jackie chan adventure artifacts and they're very the, similar the they're super similar yeah <laughs> jack spicer jack spicer Jack Spicer and Chase Young were the two. Uh and then Wuya was the uh was like the bad like spirit a witch. witch. Yeah. yeah. I had such a crush on Jack Spicer as a kid. See, I think that's why I'm into villains, is because of Jack <laughs> <laughs> But like I loved it because it had like the weirdest like cast of heroes. You had Clay Bailey, who was like ten gallon hat, Texan. He, his element was earth, and he was yeehaw. just like, Yeehaw, motherfuckers. Um, literally like, <laughs> let's take this cast of characters and also a Texan. Yeah. <laughs> and they had uh Raimundo. Um, he was like the sassy Latinx kid, you know. Um, his was, was like a, wind. It was like a Power Rangers premise, right? You had just a it, bunch it kind of different of like kids from a bunch of different like walks of life and mm. nationalities, and then you just threw them into crazy kung fu adventures. Yeah, you had Kimiko, who was like the Japanese girl with the rich parents and a technophile. Like that was like her whole thing. And then, uh, arguably the most racist character on the show, um, Omi. Omi. He, he was a monk, and he was literally yellow. <laughs> like, like I get it, right? It's bad. Like Kimiko uh, was Japanese, but she wasn't yellow. But Omi was short, round, bald, a monk, and yellow. Like, come on, guys. I mean, just reading his Wikipedia, it says, as a running gag, Omi routinely confuses idiomatic phrases from simple changes to lacking any resemblance to the original phrase whatsoever. Yeah, and he's spoken like an Asian looking accent. At yeah, looking at this, uh, I was correct. Uh, it is a Shin Gong Wu. I completely forgot what the Jackie Chan Adventures one is. This is the show with Talisman. Shin Gong Wu. Talisman. Yeah, they had the Talisman. Yeah. Talisman. If you is have like never that? seen Omi, we will link this picture of him because it is rough. <laughs> it's, it's rough. It's, is, is that the is that the one where that where that it's meme? The o in the logo. It's the it's the meme of like we're gonna do to you what Omi just said sentence. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. My fucking God, that's awful. <laughs> it, um, if I remember correctly, he's short, the bald mm -hmm. head, and he looks like a stereotypical Shaolin monk. Yes, mm -hmm. but he has like and the he's yellow skin by a color. White lady. And his mm -hmm. voice with Tara Strong, yeah. <laughs> yep. 
but like he was it was great because like it had all the artifacts and all the artifacts were like super cool and like to activate the artifact you had to shout what it fucking was to like activate it like the two-ton tunic was my favorite because it was like it was just like a floppy cloth tunic but if yelled it turned into a t- literal like two-ton piece like a of giant armor stone yeah yeah and like wasn't there wasn't there an episode where like someone goes to activate one of them and because you have to yell the name in order to get it to work didn't someone like clamp a hand over their mouth or something to completely stop it yeah something like that but it was just like it was fun because like everybody got into like wacky little adventures and it was like mystical and magical and the the dragon turned into a like a flying bus or something that they would all ride so it was very like my neighbor totoro but like it's a dragon so but three seasons 52 episodes yeah i watched that and jackie chan adventures and like that was like my big sort of like action phase i was like really into starting to get into anime and stuff like that it was i think the the three to go together were Shaolin showdown uh jackie chan adventures and american dragon jake long absolutely (laughs) yep those were like it was like it was peak it was like peak asian culture for an asian kid that had, like <laughs> no getting a really important live action contribution which is wendy Wu homecoming warrior that was Anybody? not i watched it but i didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> i have I a thought it was cool. i have a question for you sky uh Skybreaker. do you consider this like you like a representation for you being an asian man it's weird because like like Jackie like, Chan Adventures, yes, yeah. Like Jackie Chan Adventures, absolutely. Uh, um, Drake Long, absolutely. This one a little less so, um, just because like the one like major, like one out of like the three major Asian characters in the show is like a, a huge caricature because he's like yellow, he's a monk, he's short, he's round, and then he also like speaks in a really heavy Asian accent. When like the Japanese one and then the um, the master, I think his name's like Master Fung or something, speak perfectly good English. So this one, like growing up, I didn't care so much, but now like as an adult and like with like Asian representation being so serious, like now, especially like with like uh, Sang Chi coming out like next week, um, at time of recording at least, um, is uh, is so big now. It it matters a lot more now, but like. I still think it's a good show. It's still entertaining, right? I just don't have to take it as seriously as like the other shows. So, okay, so we'll no. be will be out by the time like this episode gets out. Yeah, yeah usually I think it'll come out that Friday. We kind of make the, we kind of make these episodes like evergreen, but if you're watching this, uh, yeah, this is that's the time frame when this recording yeah. is. I'm excited. But, to see. Yeah. Uh, Shang Chi. Me too. I'm I'm so excited. You have no idea. If I cry, mind your business. All right. Like, <laughs> hey man. Yeah, we can do that. Like, let's make we'll make that an episode. We'll just sit here, and if we've all seen it in something, we'll just sit here and gush about it. Absolutely. We'll let, we'll, no, no. We'll just let Alvin cry about. We'll it let Alvin gush about. <laughs> Feel your emotions. Yeah. I'm wa- I'm watching it the day it's coming out, like the night before. I'm I already have tickets, so. I'm so excited for you. Hell yeah. But yeah, Shaolin Showdown. Even though it's a little racist, I still liked it. Awesome. You're up. Yeah, that was just that was one of the shows that I watched occasionally. But it was like another one of the shows that like I just turned off. It was the art style. I think that got to me. That's the art fair. style is very unique to itself. So it's just one of the shows that's like, eh, I'm not really and just kind of change it to something else but uh that's that's totally fair i do hear uh, people talk about it and stuff a lot so it definitely has like a fan base and everything uh the show that i bring to the table today is similar to uh street sharks in that it was a show designed to sell toys specifically the male version of poly pocket toys <laughs> so Back in the uh, back was in it, uh, wait, 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 was it the? Can I guess it? You can guess it. I guess yours. I I don't remember what the actual name was, but it was like the cartoon version of Mad Max. 
It was called Mighty Max. Mighty Max. I was close. Uh, we got there. Yeah, back in the uh, back in the ye old days of 1993, uh, Polly Pocket was a girl's toy that was like a little playset with a tiny little figure. You couldn't really do anything because it had a little indent on the floor where you could stand her. And it was just kind what of more it? like a sit-on-a-shelf kind of thing where each toy set would be a different theme. Move them through the playset. I did. Yeah, you could, but like they have a spot like indented in like the playset to like sit them. Like yeah, if you're not playing with them. Imagination. Um, I understand on furniture. They made a boys version of it called Mighty Max. And to sum up the show in one sentence, a boy gets a message from an ancient Egyptian owl wizard to put on the magical hat and go to the mini mart. And oh from there God. like a party deal. And from there, it goes into a uh, adventure across like time and space. The yeah, I'm looking it, it was at definitely, the toy. It's and definitely it's... an episode of the week, each based on like one of the toy sets. Uh, how many seasons did this thing have? Because I'll probably put it in context. Okay, this thing had two seasons. The first season was oh. kind of like an episode by episode thing. Um, the main character Max, voiced by Rob Paulson, who's Yako from Animaniacs. Yep. The main villain is Tim Curry. As you uh, do when you're Tim Curry. Playing Skullmaster, who is very obviously, like, if you look at him, just a ripoff of Skeletor. Skeletor, yeah. Um, Max's allies are Virgil, a owl-like humanoid who is the last living Lemurian, because this went into, like, ancient cultures. It's Virgil's stuff. the one who, uh, he was, like, an ancient philosopher, and in Inferno, like, the, the Divine Comedy, he's the one yeah. who Dante chose to, like, guide him. Yeah, so yeah, they stole, it. they took the name, but it's like, yeah. we're going to give it to this uh, Lemurian wizard, who, Lemuria, very briefly, is an Atlantis-like is an Atlantis-like continent that was supposed to exist. And then he has, like, an immortal warrior as, like, a bodyguard, and, like, the immortal, this warrior was, like, Hercules and Thor and Legends, he, it's like, it's all him. Um, But yeah, it was just this thing where, like, they just go through all these different like time periods to stop one of Skullmaster's like monsters of the week. And then I think the second season got fucking weird. <laughs> like it started uh doing oh here well generally lighthearted and comical the violence and depiction of violence acts were considered excessive by some viewers. Uh many episodes begin with a depiction of the story's principal monster killing a victim to oh set God. up the story. Uh, but the finale of the show is really what throws me off because oh, yeah, I think I know Skull this one. Skullmaster straight up kills Virgil and Norman, and is about to kill Max before Max uses his magical baseball cap to go back in time to the first episode to set up a new timeline where Virgil remembers everything that happened because of his powers. And he's like, "We're going to beat him this time," and then the show ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> just loops. So it's the same uh -oh. show. Yeah, I remember that. She yeah. just, she yeah. just, Polly, she pocket sized, she lived in her little clan it's, shell. Yeah. Where's like and a, then it's supernatural with someone dying at the beginning of every episode. Yeah, yeah. where's the uh, thing? So, like, I'm gonna, like, this, this notebook of mine. The toys are like half the size of this. Mm -hmm. And they made a, like, 40, a 20, how many episodes was it? A 40 episode series that soon involved. A dystopian timeline and time travel. <laughs> but, I feel uh, like it was one of those things. Wild is what I'm learning. I like while you guys were watching like time travel and reboot and sharks that live on the cool hip streets. I was watching freaking Rugrats. Yeah, <laughs> we watched that too, but like life was simple over in <laughs> you, Rugrats you, land. You want to know why guys are fucking weird? I'm learning <laughs> so much. Like I was up here being like. Rugrats and like Hey Arnold and like Hey Arnold Wishbone. had some episodes where it got like deep. Well, oh yeah, but like Wishbone was just like teaching you Arthur. You guys were like, and it's like I'm looking time at this traveling space wizards. I'm looking at like this cast, and it's like most of these people have never like I think gone on to do a lot of stuff, or if they have, uh, it's like live action roles. But you have, you know. Tim Curry playing Skullmaster. 
Wait, um, wait yeah. I'm also on the Wikipedia. He also played Jules Verne in this. Yeah, because it's time. It's yeah. It, it's time. Tra- it's time travel and dimensions and Jules Verne. Yeah, they go back in time because apparently he's dealing with a monster. So, as Jules um, Verne does, apparently. But like, right, your I mean, cast, if you write books about it, you have like Frank Welker, who is mostly known for like uh, Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sure he's the Transformers. Uh, he was Fred from like, he was Soundwave, Megatron, Gravitron. So yeah, he was a uh, Transformers. Uh, and I think he also voiced Shao Kahn and Reptile in the Mortal Kombat movie, which is uh, weird. I think so. Very uh, strange. Jim Cummings is in this show. Uh, is, that, is that Winnie the Pooh? He's Scar. Uh, and yes, Winnie the Pooh. Well, he did some uh, of the singing voice for Scar. He did Beowulf Jeremy in the show, which isn't even like Beowulf? a historical, which isn't they even a historical Beowulf figure. That's like a mythical show? figure. <laughs> um, and a children's show. Ron Ron Perlman making an appearance in one episode. Like it's such oh a God. weird. I feel like I feel like I need to give you guys like all of you a hug based on these shows. <laughs> like, do you need a hug? the thing is though this show i watched this show because i bought the toys before it um Mm -hmm. back when it was just my older sister me and my younger sister before my younger right like as my younger brother was being born uh every friday every payday friday my dad would take us to the toy store we could all pick out one toy for the two weeks before we come back and get another one the next paycheck I love that. I'll make uh, it last. And I would buy, I was an idiot, and I'd buy these stupid play sets that I'd probably get like 10 minutes of play out of to do. And uh, eventually I was like, I'm going to skip this week. I'm going to skip this week. Because then I ended up buying the two like huge play sets that came with them. There was like one, it was like a lava skull mountain that opened up and it was like multiple floors. Is it like it like opened like a book so it had like three different areas to yeah. it? And then oh, there was like yeah. a drag there was like a dragon headed like island one that like the full thing opened up to be like a bunch of different like compartments and stuff like that. Just uh, I feel like the creators of the show was like, Alright, we're gonna promote these toys. It's a children's show to sell toys and then they like got to season two they're like we don't know what to do and things just got like out of hand it's like we just gotta start killing people uh, i'm on the merchandise section on the wikipedia and it says that almost almost all episodes of the tv series were at least based on one of the toy sets so it's just like there was you get it you get a toy set let's say video game made it is bad i think uh (laughs) I think John Tron made a video where he plays it and God, this game is bad. <laughs> like it, like the hit, everything like from a technical standpoint just looks bad. Like the hit detection on everything, like just the general mechanic of the game. It was, it was definitely just something to make money. From you this. know what? Still looked better than reboot. It did. It, I think you're not wrong. <laughs> I think well, anything like, uh, I do now can still look better than reboot because of that. Yeah, but Ooh. if you go to like Mighty Max Toyline on Wikipedia, you can see like how stupid and simple these sets were. And I was like, every Friday, I'm like, I'm gonna go pick up another one. <laughs> and, I think like, I had one. Thinking I had one, not because as you mentioned it, yeah, I absolutely had one of these things. I think it was from like McDonald's or some shit. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah uh, that's probably the one I had. There was like the small ones, like the snake one that's on the page. Then they made like the heads. It was like a head of a monster that opened into like a slightly bigger playset. Yeah, and then I they think I had ones... one of those. Then they made the ones that were like figures that you could open up to be a playset. But when you put all the pieces back in, it made the full figure again. Mm. So yeah. I was like, geez, there's so much shit. <laughs> These playsets remind me, like the colors and like the art style, reminded me remind me of um the the like the boy equivalent of the Easy Bake Oven with like creepy crawlers, where you made like the oh yeah it oh this of crawlers yeah this was uh, made by uh, Bluebird Toys who I'm looking at their Wikipedia page because I was seeing if this was part of a. Uh, Okay, that's why. Uh, it was eventually bought out by Mattel. So this 
ties back into Street Sharks because Mattel pretty much made every licensed yep. like toy Barbie. line Mattel of the nineties. Sorry, I was a uh, Hasbro toy stand as a kid. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. I was just the... like, I want this thing. That's mm-hmm. for boys, Haley. Did I the... going from like the easy bake oven to the queasy bake cookerator? Oh, yeah. Queasy bake cookerator. I, Those are words. My, I think we had. I know my older sister had an easy bake oven, and it was mm. something like she made stuff like every weekend. Like her and my mom, I think would sit down and make stuff. And uh, I think we did have the creepy crawler. Uh, we should make that another podcast topic. Favorite like childhood toy. Like, I was just obviously I was just like, yeah. Uh, so I would it's like I would say Mighty Max, but considering that I talked about it in this episode, I'll save it because when it wasn't the Mighty Max phase, it was the GI Joe phase, the six inch like GI Joe <laughs> figures, and then after save that it was the podcast Sharky. <laughs> save it. Save, save the, the con. All right, all right. <laughs> But uh, oh, yeah, it was just this meaningless cartoon that was just made to sell toys, and yet somehow oh, ended with double murder of sixty-six percent of the main cast. <laughs> so remember, dear listeners, when you unnecessarily gender toys and have corporate execs make television shows just to push merchandise, it ends in a double homicide. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Yeah, like, every time it's just, like, oh, out of, it's just like out of nowhere it's like we're gonna kill this random character to set up the episode and then like the se- the series finale is we're gonna kill two out of the three main characters and then send this guy back in time to do it all over again wait a minute are we sure this wasn't just a D game Oof. the thing is like <laughs> i made a joke with Decca, like pirates of dark water like all these other like action cartoons growing up i'm like there's an influence in all of these somewhere in my D and D games. Yeah, like, all of these shows have had some kind of influence on my D&D. active, on purpose or not, buried in the the psyche somewhere. It comes because up. I'm just looking at this. It's like this show had Lemuria and Atlantis, and I'm pretty sure this is the first show that I found out about both of those things. And like, I'm, gonna, re- I'm looking into. I'm them. going to help you make Lemuria in your world now. <laughs> it's just like excuse, excuse me while I make a uh, Shaolin Showdown campaign. Yeah. Oh no! Do it. We had yeah. the uh, if, next door campaign. Okay. We'd be fine. A little, yeah, a little aside. We had a, a campaign idea called a. Uh, we had a bunch of them. It was like uh, dungeons and dwarves, where everybody just builds a dwarf character as like a mega dungeon. And then oh. it was like monks and monasteries was another one thrown out, or it's just the party's a bunch of monks going from their school to other schools to beat up people each week. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it's like this. Sh- I don't remember a damn thing about any of the episodes, but I remember like this kid gets a package, he opens a magic baseball hat, a wizard owl appears, and then they fight Skeletor. Like, that's the only thing my mind connected about this show. And I was like, the fuck did I watch as a kid? Yeah, <laughs> like, really? That's just that's just the 90s in a nutshell. Yep. Yeah. It's... Wizards, baseball caps, and Skeletor. Yeah, it's just ridiculous but that's that's mine and that's all i got i've got nothing that for you is, uh, uh, yeah that's the episode that that's the episode your your dennis the danger chicken lore drop of the day is uh <laughs> dennis i don't know if i've covered this before met his demise during the uh tomb of annihilation at the hands of a stinking beholder <laughs> I know where that. Re- I know exactly what room you're talking about. <laughs> I have had a personal vendetta against beholders ever since. And if you're playing Tomb of Annihilation, I'm sorry, there's a beholder in it. Apparently, Me? <laughs> spoiler alert. I'm not gonna tell you where it's it's somewhere in there. But uh, yeah, that was the demise, the temporary uh, demise of our Lord and Savior Dennis, called like Denny's, with a the lot of the danger chicken. The danger chicken. That's his full name, Dennis, spelled like Denny's with a Y. So his, his full name is Denny's. Dennis spelled like Denny's. Mm-hmm. Danger Chicken, last name with a Y, all one word. Oh, I was right. Beautiful. The good, and he is the goodest boy. His alignment is goodest boy. 
And to learn more about him, watch episode four. Whenever that comes out. No, 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 no. It'll probably be more drop. More drop. More drops. It'll probably be uh the next episode will probably be next Friday. So but uh yeah, so I guess that's it. Uh do you guys have any shows that you watched growing up? Any cartoons or anything like that that you might feel are underappreciated or haven't been talked about or kind of forgotten by uh, people today? You know, drop them in the comments. We honestly are still growing, so we have time to personally interact with you all and like chat with you about this and stuff on all of our social media in the comments and all that. So we definitely want to uh, hear from you. Don't. If you don't interact with us, we're just interacting with ourselves, and it's just going to keep getting weirder. <laughs> we, we will make this weirder. We, we all collectively have one brain cell. Don't let us use it. And like 90% of the time, it's in Haley's possession. Cause I was going to say. The rest of us are just bonobos. But uh, yeah, so we definitely have uh, the ability to interact with you guys, and we want to hear what people think about the shows and all that, so... Let us know in the comments on our tw on our Twitter. We have the flow code down in the uh, description, which takes you to everything. If you can follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on YouTube. Definitely appreciate that as well. And uh, yeah, if nobody else has anything left to say. I guess we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye, Bye viewers. We love you. Bye, everybody.